Hey y'all, this is Noah Carter, and this is Let's Chat with Carter. <clears throat> okay, y'all, here we are with Marcel. Sorry, would you like to pronounce your, your last name? <laughs> yeah, I'm Marcel the Barros. The Barros. I always tell my kids not to mess that up because I won't respond. If they say the Barros, the Barrios, mm -hmm. I'll be like, who? Mm -hmm. And so now you have to explain that because you said your kids. We don't think you have children. <laughs> I do. I have 25 children that I teach and look after every day. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher here in the city at an all-boys private school right up the hill. In SF. Yes. We are currently in SF. I am doing little... Getaway trip. Um, it's my second time in San Francisco, so it's been very different compared to like my experience as a child and then as an adult and like seeing that. Um, I don't really remember much. Like I don't remember much at all. Like the only thing, significant thing that I remember is Alcatraz for whatever reason. I feel like everyone remembers that as like a kid. I think they always take you to the tours and like like oh, this is where people were in prison and. Yeah, anywho, but that was my experience so far, but I want to get more into what you take of San Francisco, and then I'll get into my experience so far. Yeah, that's a very general question, but um, okay. <clears throat> I will <laughs> I'll answer it this way. Generally, San Francisco is a very charming city, mm -hmm. and it has a lot to do with the architecture, um, the geography and the landscapes, every sort of, they call them districts. All the districts or neighborhoods have such a different vibe to them that you can walk into one, have it be completely one vibe, like restaurants, busy, young people, and go to the next one and have it be super residential, sleepy, um, not necessarily older, but like just more families mm -hmm. and such. Um, you walk into another spot and instead of it being old, a bunch of old Victorian houses that have been there for forever, since the 1800s, mm -hmm. not most of them because of the, the fire of um, 19... Oh, I get all my dates mixed up. I'm not going to say 1906. I'm just going to say 1906 <laughs> to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Great Fire of 1906. <laughs> you didn't even know her. But you go, right. But then you go, um, so you go from one... Um, neighborhood to another and then all of a sudden there's like all these tall high-rise modern looking buildings so yeah there's um, you'll find a lot of that in like the financial district downtown Soma is a little bit more clubs that's and we were, bars yeah that's where we went for um, for last night and the night before at Driftwood they were very close together mm -hmm. Driftwood did not <laughs> did not um, but last night did mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what was fun. Um, so back to the main point. That's that's what adds to a lot of the charm Which of San Francisco. Also gets me on the point. I still have to experience Oakland. I've never been to Oakland at all. So I uh, next time I come out, definitely, I would definitely, have to do Oakland. definitely, because that very much gave a different vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But like on the demographics wise, like how would you explain? Because when I okay, so 
my compare and contrast, I've been to other metropolitan cities like New York, but that was when I was young as well. So I think my greatest experiences so far as an adult has been LA and SF so far. So I think I compare those two when it comes to like demographic city-wise and how the city operates. Obviously, you're from Orange County, mm -hmm. and you're relatively like, how well do you, are you familiar with like LA? I'm relatively familiar. Like, I couldn't tell you which way is each city and neighborhood, but I've, mm. you know, I've been to Inglewood, I've been to West Hollywood, I've been to Silver Lake, I've been to Santa Monica, and I've so like, you, I've spent time in each of uh, these places. So you and also that. as a kid too, like. Living in Orange County, LA is only 45 minutes away. So I, you know, um, went to Long Beach a lot. My mom is actually from Long Beach. My grandma used to live in Long Beach um, on my mom's side. And then my dad is a paragliding instructor. So we would drive through there and go, where is that? What's that place called? Um, just above Long Beach, starts with a P. Oh, uh, uh, Palos Verdes. Uh, Went to Palos uh, Verdes a lot as a kid because <laughs> he would fly there. Cause he's, so anyway, so I spent a lot of time in Long Beach and LA enough to like, I also take like when I go to visit too, like I'll take the train into LA Union Station. I've done oh, that a lot. Yeah, I've never mm -hmm. done that. So I'm like, <laughs> because my parents now live in the IE, Redlands uh, and San Bernardino, and there's like a Metrolink train and I never had a car. Ever? I've never had a car because in oh, high so school. Oh, you're a city girl, city girl. Because when I was in high school, I rode my bike everywhere mm. in in Costa Mesa, in Newport. I rode my bike everywhere. I was that not that bike, oh, unfortunately. Like that. that that was trying to replace my old bike from high school, and mm. I missed it so much it got stolen. Cause oh. anyway, yeah, it's another story that we don't actually want to talk about. Mm. But that's fun, yeah, like. I don't know. That's like fun to con compare and contrast from LA. For me, I think what I've experienced so far is the difference in like, I use the compare of like Europe, European standards of living and like community involvement with like parks. That's one thing you notice like here, well, hills as well, but parks, um, what certain restaurants and like public transportation, that's a big one. Um, even though I'm still debating if it's free or not. Obviously, it's not free. No. Yeah, people were telling me while I was coming here, it's like, oh, yeah, it's free. I mean, it's free. You're supposed to pay, but you can walk yeah, a online. a lot of people, I feel like... You and what happens is they're not always checking, but there are cameras, and so the mm -hmm. SFMTA, the San Francisco Muni Transit Authority, mm. <laughs> they do have, they could call them Muni cops, and every once in a while they will come on the on the on the bus with their little scanners and scan your phone or your ticket or whatever to make sure that you've paid that happens so infrequently that's probably happened three or four times since i've lived here and then <laughs> um i've gotten one ticket once because to, sorry to quick you lived here for how long nine years it'll be nine years in august because i moved here in 2014 mm. right after high school i graduated in 2014 came here in 2014 was here for five years in school. And that was just a whole different vibe. So like, that's kind of why I justify my being here for so long. Cause being in school here is different than living as an adult here. Mm -hmm. So I almost count them as completely different experience. I mean, I do uh, count them as completely different experiences. I feel like if I had left right after I graduated San Francisco, I would have a completely different yeah. understanding of San Francisco than I would now. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it's I plan on being here one more year at least. That's what I'm gonna be. That's that that is that is the plan. I'm not gonna be here for more than ten years. I feel like I'm letting that be a mark mm -hmm. for me to mm -hmm. move on. You don't believe me? <laughs> I don't believe you, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like personally, maybe you feel like you've done everything that you want here. No, there's never, exactly. there's never doing everything. Yeah. There's so many things I haven't done yet, but I'm just like, you you've seen me. Else. I'm very chill homebody. So mm. it's a different pace that you want now. I've always been like that. I've always been like cozier at home. Like I'm the friend you kind of have to drag out. Really? Uh, the There's only a switch. today gave that, but I'm like, other than that, oh, you were here. I was yeah. trying to, you yeah. know, make it fun for yeah. you. Obviously, because it's different when you're like, you have a guest. Like, it would be a very different. And year. listen, last night we left early. We left at like twelve thirty. Told you what? Oh, from the club? Yeah. Oh, we left that's me. Well, that's general. what I'm saying. That's early, and I was happy yeah. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would never get away with that with my friends. Yeah. See no. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I would be happy to leave at 12.30, one, but no, my yeah. friends are out until close, that's, and then everyone's looking for an after. That's always, yeah. yeah. And then, that's so scary. that's what I'm saying. Like, compared <laughs> yeah. to the people that I'm going out with, who mm. are my good friends, but still, like, the goal is to stay out and be out and be out and stay out. Yeah. And I don't, like, that's one of the biggest differences I was going to say when you're comparing, like, L.A. and San Francisco. We close it, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why I think that, like, every, I feel like everybody everywhere else in the world. No, L.A. closes that, too, as well. But I, you know, I know I'm saying, compared to L.A. and S.F., everywhere else in the world, like, Latin countries, Europe, like, you're going out at 11 midnight. Yeah. That's when you're leaving the house. Exactly. And here you're, like, starting to get ready at 9, exactly. 10, leaving around that time. Maybe 11 is probably, like, the latest you're leaving. Mm -hmm. You're already feeling like, shit, like, it's going to close in three hours. we got to go. But, um... Yeah, it was very interesting yeah. that that close, that, like, last... What was that one? In, um, in... Cafe. Yeah, yeah, cafe. Yeah, it closed like at two. two. And it wasn't even, they closed before a little bit. They were like, okay, you can get out. They were mean mugging too. I know. They were like, you need to go now. Yeah, but. We're closed. That was interesting. That was my first. It's always interesting going to events or parties and clubs in different cities and like experiencing like. The different vibes. Yeah. Like, I will say. For, because especially after, I forgot his name, he expressed it. He was like, um, it was your friend from last night. Um, yeah. He expressed that when he went to his first gay club, and he's not even gay, he said that um, the club was felt like it was more so filled with straight people in a way. And that was just interesting to hear. Because that's what I felt. I didn't notice it at the time because obviously I was doing my own thing. At a cafe, you felt yeah, like there were a lot of straight people I there. I was like, there's a lot of... Because gay clubs are a vibe, okay? <laughs> They're fun. They are fun. People are actually dancing. People are mm -hmm. drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's known <laughs> in WeHo as well. But, like, I don't think it's as, like, present. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. That's funny because I didn't feel it 
when I go out and I'm having fun, like I'm exactly. very much in my own, like I'm here to dance, I'm here to have fun with my friends. Mm. Like I actually am not a huge socializer. You mm. also probably noticed that too. What are you talking about? Social, like with other people, like with other people. Like people come, here's like, people. What are you talking about? People came up leaving to, last night and the other night and you were like, what are you talking about? Do you not remember what you do? <laughs> were you not there? <laughs> <laughs> Who was I socializing with last night? You were socializing. Every girl was coming up. Oh my god, hey. I don't know what. They were coming up to me yeah. and I was responding, exactly. but I'm not going up to other people. Exactly. I'm not like if someone's going to come up to me and talk to me, I'm not going to be mean yeah, or rude. So I'm like, I'll be like, I'll mm. engage, but you know, That's so unless funny. somebody engages me, mm -hmm. I'm right here trying to dance and vibe with the music or whoever's right in front mm -hmm. of me. Or my friends. Mm -hmm. I need to be better at that, though. I feel like. Oh, I mean, I mean, it was what it was. But yeah, I think at both clubs it was kind of like that. Personally, I don't know. I was just in my own vibe. I was very much like I was very. I I, I had my moments of people watching. It was very interesting. I was like, oh, okay, this is like. And I think as a tourist as well, you kind of like observe the differences and like where you are compared to like, you know. It definitely takes me a minute to warm up to any situation. Mm -hmm. Like I have to feel it out, see what's going on, see who's there, mm -hmm. what it looks like, what mm -hmm. are the rooms. Like mm -hmm. we were like walking around exploring that space and it was mm -hmm. cute. I yeah. liked it. That one place, okay, there's this bathroom that had these like super heavy chain, like. Where we were? Yeah, there was a restaurant. I thought it was cool. Sorry, to be clear, what was the... 1015 Folsom. 1015 Folsom. That gave Catch One. If you've ever been to Catch One in LA, that's what the vibe it had. And it was very interesting because, like, I would describe it as very, like, the demographics of the people who were there were giving straight. But, like, usually when I go to straight events at, like, LA or predominantly, like, straight demographic events... It's not fun. Like they like certain music that I'm just like, okay, this isn't really giving or whatnot. But that club, the it music gave. was really good. I well, it was Sango, like Sango or Sango, mm -hmm. how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. He's a Seattle-based DJ, mm -hmm. um, but so mixes mean? a lot of mixes a lot of Brazilian beats and funk and Brazilian music. So, of course, I'm gonna vibe to that. But like a lot of people love funk and Brazilian music, it's just fun to dance to. Mm. I mean, people were having fun dancing to it. Were they dancing the correct way? I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was I sitting there looking like, at least they're having fun. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I, feel, I, I, yeah, it was very interesting. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, when I'm at clubs, sometimes I just be like, I'll look at people. I'm like, I wonder what they what they took. Like, you know, sometimes do you ever like think about that? It's like, mm. what do you want? Exactly. What are, what, what? You want something? Yeah, because there was a lot of people doing certain things. When remember when I thought that one person was <laughs> giving the guy a blowjob? I swear, I was like, I thought his. She was thing. low. Yeah. She was on her knees and yeah. like his back was facing us. So all you see are her hands and his back, and she's just, she was, she wanted to. Yeah, it she was wanted to. It was <laughs> she wanted. So that's what she wanted. I mean, like, I feel like no shame, but like, there are certain places for that. I just felt like in the dance floor when there's, it's not that crowded. Listen, like that's gonna happen at a gay club for sure. Oh really? Here? Certain, 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 certain parties. 
San Francisco oh, yeah, let's has talk about them. your parties. My parties, they are my own. Let's talk about your parties because that's something we need to get into. Yeah. Okay, what's the parties. question? Okay. <laughs> so, how has your experience as a gay man? Am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. In SF, been like, where have you? What have you explored? What is the vibe like? Because. Knowing. Hold on, pause. You see, I'm glad that you asked because it made me think. I actually do identify as non-binary, but like gender in in the way that I'm not gonna be like I use ex- certain pronouns. Like I don't care if you use they, them, or not, mm-hmm. or he or she. And that's how I feel like mm-hmm. non-binaryness is for me. People mm-hmm. confuse me as a woman mm-hmm. often if they're like just seeing me from behind. Mm-hmm. Like I was <laughs> anyway. Um, so I don't care. Gay man, gay person, mm. doesn't matter. So continue, mm. my bad. Just no, you're good. A little um, no, but how has your experience been? I feel like I'm constantly discovering because while you have this like understanding of who I am and what I do. What's my understanding? Let's be transparent. You think I'm a hoe and I am a hoe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. But like there are parties that happen here in San Francisco and Club Six is one of those parties. And like I don't always necessarily enjoy those parties. Mm, What kind of what what do you mean? Like the parties that you go to, you get there, you are given a brown paper bag or a plastic bag and you put your, your pants, no, oh. you put, you take off your clothes and put your clothes in those bags and then you're in your underwear or naked. Shut up. Yes. So, see, this is what I'm talking about. And like I've <laughs> been and I go, but much more infrequently mm. than friends that I know. So it's funny because like, you see me this way, but I also am usually comparing myself to people who do it more, who do uh, more. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's so very like, much I feel like, like compared to you, I do a lot. Uh-huh. Compared to the people and I know and my friends, I do less. Yeah, yeah. So, but yes, um, Club Six is one of those places. Powerhouse is a very well-known like leather daddy kink bar mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily. You can, they have a coat check, but it's not a big enough space for them to like hold everybody's stuff in brown paper bags. But like, there's a party called Stink that I've actually danced at before. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You like, people who go there don't wear deodorant all day. They stink. Please brush your teeth. Oh my God. But no perfume, no deodorant. San Francisco gays, and I, I hear this complaint a lot. Like, oh, San Francisco gays are just like so into the smell and personally really? i like a little man musk yeah but really? san, like san francisco san francisco gays have that reputation mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. i never knew that mm-hmm. i feel like i i don't think i really experienced san francisco gays we've obviously your friends party we went to that was like a older gay scene and that was very, I don't know, I, I have brief encounters of that. Well, no, I can literally count two times. Two times I've been in like a whole different 
um, interaction than my usual demographic. So that was very interesting and like hearing. That was cute. Yeah, that was really cute. I really enjoyed that. I was so unsure. You clocked me like every second of the way. You're like, Marcel, are you anxious? Are you like nervous? What's going on? Yeah, you were so, I was like, are you okay? (laughs) But now once I got there and I was like, okay. I was like, here we go. <laughs> We're gonna really challenge my social skills right now. We're gonna really like you did fine. Yeah, I know that was really fun. I enjoyed that. But yeah, no, it was interesting because okay, to give you a rundown of how it was, um, it was very what, I would say what, fifty, forty plus? Fifty plus? Definitely fifty, 50 plus. Yeah, fifty plus demographics of like people who were I wouldn't say who've been here for decades like like, 30 plus years who either went to high school here or came here for school or came here in their 20s but like most of them are from here have family here or grew up here in some Mm -hmm. sort of capacity so like Mm -hmm. they are close group close knit Mm -hmm. group of friends and it was very sweet to watch them interact like Mm -hmm. it it was so that like when people are friends for long enough they sort of like act like a herd. <laughs> like you don't like know who's with who. Yeah. There was a moment where like that we were both so confused funny. by. <laughs> I figured it out, but I had the same confusion as he did, and I was like, "Oh yeah, th- those two queens over there, they're um, they're together. They're married." And she's like, "Nuh uh." I'm like, "Mark is married to the woman." And I was like, "No, Mark is gay as fuck. Come on now." And it gave that, but like I wasn't. But even, I, I also thought that because yeah. they're always talking like. Everyone just seemed to really because you don't. I I think I'm like, are they roommates? Like, do they I, live together? Because that's how they spoke. Like, they're always together. I think why I wasn't sure is because like I didn't. Everyone seemed to know each other for a very long time, mm. and I was gathering that everyone knew each other. I didn't know everyone knew each other there. I didn't know like the. The situation and like who knew who and like it seemed like certain people came in together and like certain people were talking the whole time and they were like close and i was like oh okay you're close because you know each other for so long and mm. it's very much y'all all seem married at this point like you guys all seem like... okay let's make the connection to like why were we there the host was my um mentor was my he because i'm a teacher he's a teacher he's been a teacher forever and here in the city also at private schools, but he invited me because we've been trying to hang out outside of school. Like he used to work at the old school that I used to work at. We've been trying to hang out outside of that situation. We've gotten dinner a couple times, but this was like the first time us hanging out at like his place and it was cute. Mm-hmm. Excuse, Excuse me. was um, a very um, Airbnb. I always, whenever someone has a neat It was home, very Airbnb It vibes. gives Airbnb, like every detail is like, it looks like it wasn't even used, basically. Like the house just looks like, yeah, it's crazy. I, as I, as the night was getting longer or whatever, as we were there, um, I started to realize everything was down to detail, to the eye drops. He had specific eye drops for like, if you have red eyes, if it's your eyes are itching, like he had different. Oh my How'd god! How'd you find this out? Huh? Because I asked for eye drops. Mm. Because my eyes. <laughs> I was like, that's not cute, and he was like, oh, here's the thing, the, the eye drops, and then yeah, there was so many things, like just to the silverware, to the yeah, everything was crazy. Is that my phone or yours? Oh, that's it's you. Me. Okay. It's me. It's me. It's me. Yeah. But yeah, it was really cute. I learned a lot. Um, yeah, they were very much storytelling or like sharing all their past experiences. The pictures. 
Their oh pictures of when they were younger. That had me have flashes. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all really knew each other for so long. Like, it, it's sad. It got me thinking, stone. like, who am I going to know for that long? And what am I going to look like? <laughs> I think it's also very different with their generation as well. Because I, a lot of people, as you were saying, a lot of people don't stay in, like, the same place for mm-mm, as long. Mm-mm. And I wonder what that is. Like, why that is. I think now with working from home, people like our generation a little bit older a little bit younger um you are realizing that. that what you can't say that because you moved from your place like obviously for college but like you moved from home prior to even like wait so wait what's home. your question what do you mean? like why do you think that so many people are not staying in their like you know how like families like i think years ago when i think of my family everyone was in la now that I'm older, I feel like everyone has moved away from L.A. Like, I only can tell... Well, okay, I think there's a bunch of different things. First mm-hmm. of all, California is expensive as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I think people who are born here and they realize that there are different options besides California and don't mind leaving. Some people are like diehard Californians. Like, mm-hmm. I will never leave California. And I don't blame them. We've got a lot of shit going on here. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a lot of great things about California and a lot of other things, you know, that some people have to complain about. Mm-hmm. Um... But on the whole, California is a beautiful place to live, and we've got the ocean, we've got the mountains, we've got the desert, like, we've got so many different things that you can get to in a small amount of time. So, like, there are diehard Californians who will make it work, but then there are people who don't care to stay here, and, like, it's too motherfucking expensive. Yeah. I'm gonna go, and that's what happened with my sisters. Mm. Like, I have four sisters. My three older sisters, one of them stayed in Huntington, Orange County, um with her two boys and then i have another one moved to minnesota for her husband's job and the other one moved to idaho for her husband's job and then my little sister lives in seattle because she was just ready for something different her best mm-hmm. friend moved there um so that's one thing i feel like how much a place costs will drive mm-hmm. someone away um and because we are from southern california i feel like that's why we might experience that a lot mm-hmm. another thing too is like why me personally moving away from home i'm gay and i knew i was gay and i knew i didn't want to i knew i wouldn't thrive i'm a gay queer like i'm i wanted to experience something different i knew that orange county wasn't it Mm. it still is not it Mm. the beaches and the weather are cute and that's probably what i miss the most and my family but like otherwise i haven't been since last summer because i have no desire to go back to orange county i don't Mm. so like Gay people and queer people, if they're not comfortable and they have enough, you know, if they have a chance to leave, they're going to leave. So I feel like those are the two. Like, if you're a family and you don't want to spend as much money living here, you're going to move away. Mm -hmm. And if you're queer and you said, this place is not it, I'm moving to a big city, Mm -hmm. then you're going to move away. And I kind of want to segue back to that party, too. One thing I did notice, and I know, obviously, as you get older, you um, build your wealth. But, like, to give a picture, it gave very wealthy gay group, like, you know, like, settled yes. and have their self-established. Yes. Definitely. And it was very interesting because it was like, oh, okay. So, obviously, because I was talking about to, um, I'm not going to name drop, but... I was talking to the owner of the home and 
how he ended up starting to live there was through one of the friends and they were like basically the landlord and everything of the home yeah exactly and it was very interesting just hearing that and like how so even how you met met him through mentorship and everything i think it's like all that is very interesting and like putting yourself around a certain um i guess body or space or group um was just interesting to see because i understood like even I think obviously I learned things about them, but I got a greater understanding of like how you came about teaching and like who basically helped you with that. Um, and you know, just got to know a little bit more about you. And he had shit to say, didn't he? Uh, what? Like to me personally? Mm, no. Not too much. They, you know, they, they, they had their, their sassy times where they would drag, do a, a quick little drag. <laughs> but that was a little so tug the exactly. hair the room. That was so funny. It was the the <laughs> the relationship one for me. It was like, oh, you're not in a relationship? Oh, you still have time. <laughs> that was so funny because, oh my God, that was just so funny. He is funny because when we were working together and like soon after we started working and I started working there and I was still like, what, 20, I was 22 and... I had never worked with an older gay person like mm-hmm. that and been close, so it was like really refreshing, but also like, is this okay? Is this appropriate? Because oh like we were talking about boys and sex, and I'm like, is, um, this, is this appropriate? Is I this think fine? I need to I, get back to like where, like, I'll let you finish, but like, that's where... it, that's it, okay. that's it, because that's, I mean, like, he's just funny like that. We would talk about boys, like, mm-hmm. on our like little breaks off from the kids. We would talk about boys, talk about what's going on, and he's always so playful, mm-hmm. like, and excited which is very funny because both of our teacher personas are uh, like we're both playful but we also like we only are playful when it is okay to be playful Mm. if you're playful all the time the kids don't want to take anything seriously he's very serious Mm. teacher but Mm. um continue what we're gonna say what did you want to bring back up because my two experiences when it when i interact with older gay men I have to, you know, I'm a friendly, very, I'm a very friendly person, so I, I will say I'm not great, huh? Just kidding. Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> um, no, but I think a lot of times I don't recognize, like, when people flirt and everything, and, like, you know, in the times that I have been in, like, mass groups of, like, older gay men, I'll be like, okay, this is good. You know, you, sometimes you have to be careful with how you rock, walk with some people because they're, they'll be a little flirtatious. And so when I first met your mentor, I swear I was literally, you know, when you're like putting A plus B plus like, you know, math is just like all around, you know, that one meme. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, what's funny is that she's Brazilian. She's a famous Brazilian actress and she became this hilarious big meme. Oh, the math, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's doing like this. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name, but it's yeah. really funny because anyway. Yeah. I was trying to figure out whether... because. I don't know if it's just because of, it's more a lot more than that. But I always, especially with Marcel, I always w- consider. I'm like, have they been together? You know, like have what's this dynamic? What's the dynamic? Have so, we fucked? Basically. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, and I think I do that. I, I do that with most gay men in general. But like when it comes to that is a fair question to ask though especially not even especially here like in la too like you're gonna walk into a group of friends and the possibility of Mm -hmm. many of them having already Mm -hmm. been together Mm -hmm. it was very interesting is a high possibility 
And then I was trying to put all the factors of like, okay, so he said he's been trying to, he's trying, trying to go out for drinks. I was like, okay. And I was like, is, are more people going to come? Like, you know. <laughs> is this going to turn into an after? I was very. Before the sun's down. Oh my God. The last time, the last party I went to was for a friend, same type of scenario. And my other friend was so scared of this everyone just starting to get naked out of nowhere like oh. he told me after he was just like out of nowhere yeah what's gonna happen what's gonna happen it was just giving that type of event where all of you just have like listen the way that works anywhere whether it be at someone's house whether it be at the club whether it be at the beach mm -hmm. and we were talking about this the other day marshall's beach mm. it just takes a certain amount of Drugs, alcohol, exactly. and temperature. No, it will they, not happen if it's cold. Nothing will happen if it's cold. Once Trust they started me. pulling out the thing, I said, Oh, yeah. Hold on. I said, Hold on. It's my time to go. I said, Myself. I, <laughs> I know. I could, I, could, I could tell. I was like, All right. All right. I was all like, right. Oh, they said party time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Uh, but yeah, it was a great, I had a great time and I learned a lot and it was very much because I was telling Marcel how, um, even though I think when I started off here, I got the experience of like starting to walk around the city. So I experienced the, the you walked everywhere. When you told me you mm -hmm. walked from Alamo square park, I was like, oh my God, nobody from here would walk. But mm -hmm. I appreciated that because it's really not that it's really not that far of a walk. Mm -hmm. It's a seven by seven square mile city, mm -hmm. so like you really could walk anywhere within an hour if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But nobody here is everybody here is lazy, mm -hmm. to be honest. But yeah, so I walked and I experienced like the difference in like the changing in demographics in the city and like how the city was laid out and like the type of interactions I had. Um, but yeah, that's how I first started out. I started off with like viewing the parks. I met up with friends. Lots of parks. Yeah. And I got that experience, but I was missing the socialization. I still haven't <clears throat> went on a hike. I need to like get in the outdoors. I visited the bridge. Um, but yeah, like mainly I was just doing things that were very tourist attraction type of things. Whereas I didn't really socialize with the people of SF. And that's one thing I was missing and what I wanted to do. So going to that party was my first like real interaction with um, with people who were here and here, you know, 30 plus years. So that was very interesting. And I think that was an eye opening experience. And then after with the next party we went to, which was last night, um, that gave a younger POC crowd mm -hmm. that I mostly straight, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, but in it was general, still cute. It was still fun. In general, I still haven't seen that, like really, because like even walking around here, I think there's a yeah, lot no, of you gotta, people. Yeah, no, you got it. You're not gonna find. You're not gonna find communities like POC communities just out and about. You gotta find spaces. Exactly, and that's so interesting. No, it's very, it's very, um, it's very white here. It's very white here, and there's also like, like I feel like the tech industry has a lot of white Asian and um, South Asian people within the tech industry and like less POC, just mm -hmm. less, mm -hmm. like not no POC, but just like less POC people in the tech industry. And that's what a lot of the city is now is people who are in tech mm -hmm. or, you know, working from home as graphic designers. And usually graphic designers are working for tech companies. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's not like, it's not like you, it's not like LA or mm -hmm. New York 
whether our whole neighborhoods, mm -hmm. you have to find the spaces. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. Cause that's like one of the biggest complaints from um, any of my POC friends is like, it's very white here. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's very, it's very white here. And I'm used to certain spaces like that, but the whole city know. yeah the whole city like come on now like what is this and when I, it's crazy because when i go to i remember i went to my friend's apartment um and the they were saying they were like oh yeah there used to be just not, nothing but black people in these apartments before and it's like really i can't even where imagine. were you in the city um uh where does she live where were we dropped off um yes Yes, and so that's close to the Fillmore, and the Fillmore used to be like the center, like jazz mm. and an entirely black neighborhood, and they pushed them out. This was before, like this is this what, is the sixties. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this was it's been a minute, mm. decades ago. But there was a huge black population here in San Francisco until they decided to <clears throat> the city, the city government decided to, you know they wanted why did they do that why did, what was the purpose anyway they took Fillmore and all those surrounding in all, like that area and made affordable housing but then ended up pushing everybody out because it was affordable but not affordable enough for people to stay mm. and so the black population dwindled because of that so there's that and then i heard that history. I don't know. I need to look up the history because it's very interesting. It's always interesting visiting a place and like learning things and it's, you want to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cute. Um, has been very much a big experience. I'm actually leaving today. So sad, but I have to get back to my life, you know, got to get back to he's been an amazing host, but it's just like I have responsibilities I have to get back to. Uh, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that at all. But yeah, anything else of SF that you would like to... Oh! Yeah, before I even say that, because everyone that I know that usually is not from America who goes to SF always points this out. It's the homelessness. I kid you not, the amount of people that I put, they'll, like, put, like they'll travel here and they'll like go to SF all I see on this story is just homelessness. Like... Yeah, because it's shocking. Mm. It's very shocking because SF has this image throughout, like, it, SF is world famous mm -hmm. as a city with all its landmarks and it's, you know, it being a beacon of progressiveness and um, liberal mindsets, but it's almost like... Like with all the money that we have here and all these progressive mindsets, how do we have this much, this many people in situations of homelessness and drug use on the streets and mental illness? Like, where are our centers? Like, like people who are in these situations are going to flock to cities. Mm -hmm. They just are. So cities need to be prepared to, to take care of and i think a lot of people use the word deal with mm -hmm. but i'm saying take care of because these people need to be taken care of there's a point where it's like there's a point of no return i don't know what exactly the solution is but it's not what it is the solution is not to just let them struggle and literally die on the street because 
Like I know they'd be dying in New York during the winter time. Mm -hmm. It gets way too cold here. Here it gets cold, but not freezing to the yeah. point where people are dying on the street. But like, if they're not dying of cold, they're dying of probably not hunger, but definitely drug overdose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where, there was there was there was a street that we walked up. It was like every block there was one or two people yeah. that we saw that were just like struggling, and like that is saying it lightly, struggle. Mm. <laughs> struggle is the light word for it. It was all blood in this leg. I can't even move it, that's interesting. Anyways. So yeah, <laughs> I don't like, I don't have, if I had the solution and the money, obviously, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why or how. What, what my understanding for sure is that like, society doesn't, our society doesn't deal with mental, illness well they don't know how if you don't know how to function society what are you doing here is basically what i feel like how we treat people who are mentally divergent and like it could be as simple as someone having adhd and not having um um not having the resources to deal with that or you know and then they go through school constantly feeling like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, if they don't have the love and the support of their family, then who are they going to get this? And if they're frustrating their teachers, then like who do they get their love and support from? Mm -hmm. So like they go through life being conditioned to think that they're less than or like they have nothing to offer to society because society doesn't, um, doesn't have a place for them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a place, then... What are you doing? Yeah. And that's how I feel like, and that was just a minor, like people how people are schizophrenic, people are bipolar, people have a wide range of like mental divergencies that aren't, that don't know how to be taken care of by our society. When that happens, drugs. When that happens, and you're in a, fam a family that's not supportive, the streets, you know? Mm -hmm. And it happens a lot to our queer brothers and sisters too. You know, like if they have nowhere to go and it sucks being sad. And so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's was, how I feel like that's that's my understanding of how people get there and how they stay there. With me, um, I don't know, even having like conversations about it, you get different things, but um, yeah, it was a shock for me because I think that's when I started to realize I've had conversations with people who aren't from America and have traveled here and like have dealt with like seeing the homelessness in LA and have like commented on our way of transportation and being like so distanced and like, um, I guess normalized or what is the, what is the term? Just being completely oblivious, not oblivious. But no, because we're aware. We're yeah, totally just very much just like numb to it, like numb to homelessness, becoming insensitive to it. Um, but we're like kind of trapped in like going places through our cars and not really like being present with it unless like we run into someone. But that's like not really on a frequent wait run into someone how when, what do you mean like walk okay like, yeah because <laughs> you're talking about cars and then you said run into, i'm like oh I over a hundred people now no <laughs> what no yeah you don't like run into them and like actually interact in with la them. but yeah. here where here. you walk everywhere and there and um 
like Market Street is like the main street of San Francisco and all up and down Market Street there are people using um just on the streets mm. up and down all over downtown and so and it's wild because as soon as you walk up the hill I don't know how or what they're doing but they're like keeping they keep them in a certain area a certain area of the city because mm. where we live here and right up there Knob Hill we also call it Snob Hill you there's nobody there's no because I do it mm. I do there's mm. so there's a lot of money up there mm. um but yeah nobody homeless up there they wander up there every once in a while but then like could get brought back down somehow i'm not mm. sure yeah it's very interesting because it was a surreal experience for me because like you know in la i've experienced homelessness but i well not personally but like obviously um seeing people but i have never really been forced to have it in my face so it was like a eye-opening experience like oh wow like this is different this is very much something that I have to consider and I've always considered it I always thought about it it's never been like something like easy to swallow for me but it's never been like really in my face like that so yeah it was just something to think about definitely and on the turn like I think whenever I travel to places I come to like the conclusion oh would I live here or would I come back or whatnot um, and so far, I think I enjoyed my experience at SF. It was very fun. Um, yeah, I think it was very eventful. I will say, SF is expensive. And I didn't even get, get, get like the whole, I think relatively I didn't pay for a lot. Gracious to Sir, good old Sir. But yeah, as I kept count of things, and like actually being outside. I was looking at the food prices. I remember they, I paid for- How much were those fries? Huh? The fries? Yeah, that you bought. They like came up to like $10. Yeah, for two fries. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like the prices, Small they talk fries. about LA, <laughs> no SF. Like there was this muffin. No, I bought a chocolate chip cookie and that was $5. It was one chocolate chip cookie. Like a big chocolate chip cookie, but like still what for $5, it was weird. Yeah, so I will say food in SF, like, I didn't get the full experience of having to pay for a whole bunch of things, but no, I cannot imagine. I can even imagine, I wish I would have went grocery shopping with you because I would have loved to see the difference in prices at the grocery store. I got the receipt. <laughs> but It's over there because my roommate still needs to pay his app. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. You know, he, he's the one who usually does the... the shopping and I'm paying the half but it's funny he's like Marcel why'd you spend this much at Trader Joe's I'm like well I bought some wine and I bought some tequila and I bought some salmon for a nice dinner so he's not gonna pay for all that because yeah. we drank it all yeah. but he was being a great host so I appreciate it but yeah I know that is something I did keep in mind I was just like looking around like whoa okay girl you know very much a big shock but I would come back would I move here maybe for a bit but I will say that I don't think I would, well obviously you would get normal to like, like accustomed to things. I feel like two years here is enough. Yeah, I guess you've been here for nine so you can talk. Um, no, if you were to move here I'd say like two mm -hmm. years would be enough. Mm -hmm. I've been here for a long time because I was here for five years then I got settled. You know what I'm saying? Like a teaching job is not like yeah, one of those jobs you can just like pick up and move yeah. so you kind of have to like 
grow. It's a, yeah. Mm. So that's my excuse. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would definitely come back. I need to experience more. Still haven't went to Oakland. Um, yeah, we still need to go to Doris Park. What time is it? Oh yeah, we're gonna have to go. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to go. What time is it? Uh huh. It is twelve forty-eight. So. Yeah, we should go. Yeah. Soon. But no, I appreciate Marcel being on my little podcast. It's been very great. It's been what I needed for a minute just to like experience something different and finally come back to SF and yeah, be a little city boy for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as always, guys, stay purposely you and we shall see you next time. Say goodbye, Marcel. <laughs> That's a good song to go off on. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <clears throat>